Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Why Do I Care? I'm your host, Toby Pavalora, and today we'll be discussing some issues that uh, women face, and we have a special guest host on today. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Hi. So, um, let's just dive right in. So, our guest host is Jennifer Cunningham, who happens to be my mother. Um, she is going to join me today and help explain why you should care about many of the issues that are faced by women in the 21st century. So, we have four main issues that we could that we identified. Um, and we are going to start off and we are going to get kick it right off with talking about the gender pay gap. So as many of you know, I always record on a Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. And that is um, equal pay day. So if you're listening to it when the episode comes out, that means yesterday was equal pay day. So what is equal pay day? So equal pay day is that from last year until now, a woman makes the same amount as a man made in one year. So it's kind of complicated when you say it out loud, but if you boil it down to its essence, what it is, is a man makes, what, how much was the year? So from January 1st to December 31st, it would take a woman from January 1st to December 31st into the next year up until March 15th to make the same amount that a man made in that same amount of time, not same amount of time in one year. So basically it's, it's the, the how many extra days does a woman need in order to catch up and make as much as a man made in a year. So pay gap in the simplest form is that women just simply get paid less than men. So for every $1 a man makes, a woman would make 83 cents. So you're probably like, okay, well, that's just like, what, 17 cents? But no, this adds up over time. So a woman of color would earn $1 million less over her entire career than a white male would. And um, yeah, no, that's, that's a lot of money. And some people might be thinking like, okay, well, what if men just do jobs that pay more well no almost all of these numbers are taken from two people doing around the exact same job with the exact same degree for the exact same amount of time so you can see the the main issue is just their 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 sex in this scenario so we are making progress do not get us wrong we are making progress it's very slow progress because in order for women to catch up to men it would take until the year 2050 nine so mom are you ready to tell us why we should care about this um yeah i uh, i think that one of the most important things to think about is that the rate of progress is really slow um the place where you got those uh statistics was talking about how there's only been 10 cents of uh closure in the disparity over the course of 20 years so the progress is really slow and um it is holding back everybody because if women are shut out of jobs because they can't um climb the ladder then we're deprived of their talents so you're saying until women are paid as much as men um some women won't want to join the workforce and thus as a society will be suffering from lack of the talent that those women bring to the table even the women who are in the workforce i think are going to get to a point where they feel frustrated and they can't advance as quickly or as far as their male counterparts 
and this is a real issue why what is the what is the underlying very aggressive real issue that everyone should take away from this segment um that talent doesn't discriminate right people are um people are talented at their jobs regardless of their gender and if you are constraining the ways people are choosing to give their talents to the world then the entire world is yeah so that was a very enlightening answer thank you for that um that sounded sarcastic that was not sarcastic um now we're going to talk about the decision that many people have had to um had to make and that was um whether to pursue their career or to pursue motherhood so what happens is that especially during the pandemic many people were forced to leave their jobs because they had to take care of their kids and the people that left their jobs more were women and this plays into the larger picture in which um family choices are just constrained by economic choices and the uh the cost of child care which is it's a lot more than even college tuition so in order to raise a little kid right because kids need a lot of attention that's going to add up and it's going to over over uh, overcome the cost of even college tuition so i guess my point is that a lot of it's a it's a lot cheaper for one of the parents to stay home and disproportionately most of the time the person that stays home happens to be the woman and this is just this is kind of like a societal issue it's very woven in deep into what is happening around like it happens in many cultures and it's if if more it's more often have a stay-at-home mom than there is to have a stay-at-home dad and if the mom does work it's usually it they're they're the one forced to make sacrifices in order to care for their kids and their offspring so they can be penalized for taking some time off they have a bare minimum and that is the fmla and the fmla was a very great perspective victory it was plastic passed by Bill Clinton in 1993 after being vetoed twice by George W. Bush. So what happens is like there's not enough paid maternity leave. So if there was a woman that is working, they would have to, they, they get like a little bit of maternity leave, but then they'd be forced back into working. Right. So what are they going to do? Either they have the money and they can pay for somebody to care for their child or they have to sacrifice their job or the husband have to sacrifice their job or whatever other spouse there is in this relationship. And this plays into the issue that I was talking about before, because most of the time, the the woman's the one that has to take the sacrifice and takes the take the hit. So um, can you tell us why everyone should care about this side of this very large issue? Um, yeah, so the FMLA was was it was a huge victory. And I think it shows what can happen when um, progressives can really agitate for a change. It wasn't something that uh, the Republican administrations would have given. Um, and it has been a great success. It's popular with all people. It's popular across party lines. It's got nonpartisan support. The FMLA guarantees a minimum number of um, unpaid weeks of leave during which uh, you have to have a job to return to. Your employer can't legally 
fire you, hire somebody else, give your job away. So you have some protections if, um, and it's not just maternity leave, it works for families in crisis, anyone who has a sick family member, uh, an elderly relative that they have to take care of. So it's a, a baseline protection, but it doesn't go far enough. Um, the United States is one of only a few countries in the world that have no paid maternity leave. And it's better for the health and development of the baby and also better for the mental health of the mother who really needs often some physical recovery time and also for the bonding of the dad or the second parent to be able to choose to spend some time with their with their baby when they are young. Um, so the FMLA is a good foundation and it has shown that these programs are really popular and that once the uh, American populace knows about them, they really work for everybody because no matter what your partisan ideology is, you have a grandparent, you have a sibling, you have somebody in your life that you care about and the people that you care about sometimes need you to be home to take care of them. All right. So we have two other issues that we'll be discussing right after this very quick ad break, stick arounds, just to handle the 30 second ad break. I know many of you stop listening after the first ad break, but the rest of the episode is very, very interesting. And it's very important because women are half of the population. So that's another big issue why I should care because half the population is affected by many of these issues. So yeah, here's the ad. Hello, welcome back from that little ad break. I hope you are still listening because now we are going to talk about some reproductive rights that are under attack by various states. So most notably, there is the uh, a Texas law, which is a law because for some reason, both parts, the House and the Senate of the Texas legislature and then Governor Abbott, they all said like, yeah, no, let's not assume to a law. That's a different point for a different episode about why state legislature is so so important but what this texas abortion law does is it makes it difficult for some providers to even operate but the most important one is that it is illegal to have an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy so you're probably like okay well six weeks that leaves six weeks to figure out but no it really only leaves women with two weeks to realize because their period was late and then to test so two weeks and this is a large issue because some women they don't really track the period as closely as they and not not as they should be but in order to catch this they would need to be tracking it a lot closer so sometimes they can six weeks to pass and they can't even notice that they're pregnant and then the window for an abortion is completely passed and another very, very upsetting thing about this bill is that rape and incest do not have any exceptions for an abortion. And that is a huge deal because if you get raped 100%, you should be able to have an abortion at any time. It does not matter. And if you know somebody who got an abortion, you can report them and you will get a monetary prize. So this is upsetting on many levels. But one of the most notable ones is it is contradicting the Roe v. Wade court decision which basically said abortion was a right that you can have and women can have and then the, the 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 courts like the texas courts and the supreme court have been silent on it but the, the the texas court they voted to say this is completely okay 
So they are going against one of the Supreme Court decisions is that is not only kind of a like attack on our institutions and you should see like, hey, politicians just kind of don't care. You know, like if there there was a Supreme Court ruling and you're not supposed to have a law that goes against the Supreme Court ruling, but they did. And there wasn't any legitimate punishment for that, even though it was ruled that laws like this are very unconstitutional. So they pass an unconstitutional law, and that is one of the reasons that you should care. But for other reasons about why you should care about this horrendous, horrendous bill, in case you haven't figured some of them out already, um, what are some uh, other reasons why you should care? Um, well, I think that these laws have been written to really test Roe versus Wade back at the Supreme Court level. They're really trying, um, uh, the Supreme Court has upheld or has turned down several challenges to Roe versus Wade and the abortion opponents keep going back and they keep rewriting laws in different ways to try to get around some of the objections to see if there's any uh, highly restrictive law like this that they can get to stand in the courts. Um, uh, this Texas one in particular, that's really kind of creepy when you think about it, just in general, that there's any sort of monetary incentive to uh, turn in your fellow citizen for any reason. That's, that's a, a terrible precedent outside of reproductive justice. Um, I don't think anybody wants to live in a society where um, someone else can rat you out and turn a profit from it. Um, and Roe versus Wade is protecting a woman's right to privacy, a woman's right to choose when and how she becomes a mother, which is uh, has been codified as one of the most fundamental rights that a human being can have. So that's why you should care, because women are human beings. Yeah, and also, I know it's not the most important part of this, it's far from it, but there is some political aspects to this as well this was very unpopular for many many people because abortion is pretty popular so what what is what is the issue with this why isn't this a political why why isn't this a political disaster for the republicans and that is pretty simple it is the messaging right republicans will say that abortion is murder and instead of Republicans, I mean, Democrats being like, no, it's not murder. It's just saying women can choose. They're saying men shouldn't make laws about women's bodies, which, yes, it's true. No one should make laws about anybody's bodies for number one. But number two, that messaging, it isn't it, it doesn't it doesn't line up with what the Republicans are saying. So they're the Democrats are kind of getting blown out of the water by saying a true point, but it's much less extreme. So no one really cares i feel like i worded that very badly but if someone says like abortion is murder and somebody else says like oh you shouldn't be able to make that rule of course they're going to listen to the murder one because murder is a much stronger word and has much stronger connotation even though it might not necessarily look true that's my point um, so that is a political issue and why you should care a little bit politically because the democrats are really fumbling the ball on this one and for the last one we are going to talk about patriarchy and this is a big one because it's just like it's a big idea it's a big topic and it it affects so many things so i know in my school at least there's been a lot of talk about women who have done amazing things and that is very true they've done amazing things but if you take a step back and be like oh why do you have to celebrate that women did amazing things it's because it's hard for women to 
be trailblazers because they face a lot of challenges that men don't typically face. Like they don't get taken seriously. Um, if they are wearing certain clothing, they don't, they don't have, they, they have to like, they have to have like a certain education level to even be remotely taken seriously. And they have a whole bunch of other issues. So to taking it out of the, the context of the U S which we don't really do too much on the pod. We kind of did a little bit on the uh, Russia, Ukraine conundrum type pod, which you should take a listen to hundred percent. It's a very good episode, but taking a step back because women's rights are one that are not only under attack in the U S in fact, U S is sadly one of the front, runners not necessarily front runners but they are uh, they 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 have a good they made a decent ish amount of progress there are some places where women do not have anywhere close to the amount of rights that women here do have but what what's happening is that it, it, everywhere around the world like the simplest rights like education or the right to drive or the right to walk through public spaces or the right if they like if they could like show their faces or if they have to have their hair covered or if they can like what schools they could go to and what jobs they're allowed to hold and if they can run for office and they can vote all of these things it is it is a very it's an uphill battle and it is very difficult for much real progress to get made because if women cannot get elected to places of power because of systems that are set in place to keep them from getting to positions of power, men are basically having to see an issue that they aren't directly affected by. And then they have to say, hey, we have to make laws to change this. Some men are doing that. That is some, some, some are doing that, but the vast majority are not. And that is a big, big issue. So this is a pretty open-ended one, but why should you care about just like the patriarchy and how, how it's so much harder for women to climb up the ladder than it is for men to? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Well, there's no one else to ask. Yes. Okay. Um, well, I think that uh, one of the things to realize is that the progress that we as women have made in this country is actually quite new. Um, I was born in the 70s and back then um, it was only a few years prior to that that women were allowed to get a credit card in their own name or hold a have a bank account in their own name. So and if you had a husband you had to have his permission to open a bank account. Um, so just very basic pieces of independence and self-determination have been denied even in this country for a long time. And as you mentioned, this country is actually ahead of many other countries in the world in terms of what it will let women do. Um, but beyond that, I think that, again, there are a lot of unseen obstacles in terms of the emotions women are allowed to show and the ways women are allowed to dress and the ways that they present themselves to the world, having just an extra level of scrutiny. Everybody always has an opinion. Everyone always wants to pass comment on, you know, who's, who's dressing well and who's dressing poorly and who, um, is whose speaking voice is pleasing. And there's an expectation that they have to, um, have permission to be their authentic selves and get the approval of everyone around them because women are conditioned to really please people before they please themselves. 
And I think that we should care because again, it kind of um, fits in with a lot of the other causes that you're really working for that the more authentic that people can be in terms of who they are and the gifts that they bring to the world, the better off their world is going to be and the better their mental health is going to be. And we all want to live in a world where people feel free to express themselves in ways that are meaningful to them. So taking a step back, just as a larger picture, why I should care about just like women's rights and what women can and cannot do is because half of the population is women. And this is one of the issues in which this is actually like one of the rare cases where so many people are so directly in, in impacted in so many ways. So um, any last thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, I think that you're doing a good job and your listeners are doing a good job just really trying to understand that um, if you are claiming to represent a coalition of voices, each person has to bring their full voice to the table and be heard and amplified. And um, Women's History Month is a part of that. And anything that as a political movement you can do to bring the people who are most impacted by the issues of the world uh, to the forefront. I think the better off and the stronger the movement will be. That being said, on a uh, less direct note, I am a white male. So many of these issues, I am kind of on the more beneficial side, I suppose. So this again, is it's that's why it's so important. If, if there's an issue that you want to talk about, you can reach out to me if it like, because I am more than happy to have guests on. If there's an issue that really impacts you and you want to talk about it, I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to listen. I'm happy to try to explain to everyone else why, should, why they should care. I'm happy to have someone else explain why they should care. And um, you can email me. Just go to the website, whydoicarepod.com. Yes, we have a domain. Um, you can follow all the socials. Check out the YouTube channel, which they... Um, just check out the YouTube channel, uh, subscribe for email updates, go to the store. There's some pretty cool stuff. And if you have an idea, you can email me, you can reach out. I'm going to do my best to try to get back to you. And if there's a pod that you would really like to listen to, or if you would like to be a part of, because again, I cannot share all of the voices that there are in this very broad liberal coalition that we are trying to assemble and mobilize um reach out and we can see what we can do we can try to get your idea heard we can get you on the pod we can you can share resources with me it's very open-ended so that being said thank you so much for listening um um share this pod with everyone that you think would be interested that should be everyone because women's rights affects everyone so hint hint share with everyone you know maybe post it online um Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.